Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Five Things Podcast. The Five Things Podcast, where we dive deep, deep into five topics about social media and give you our takeaways about what we learned. Really exciting stuff. Also this week, you're going to be getting a bonus pod, bonus pod to celebrate Black History Month. Really exciting, a great conversation all around the COVID vaccine and the Black community. On that pod, you'll hear from Yolanda Hainsworth, Cassandra Sinclair, and Jax Porter. Really awesome stuff and hope you listen to it. Joining me this week on The Five Things, we have a cast of characters, the OGs, the people you're used to hearing, Amanda, Beth, Joey in the booth. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Joey, just stay quiet. Welcome, everyone. We are so pumped that you are here. We're going to be talking about some interesting things. So let's dive right on in. First, rumors of a Facebook Clubhouse clone begin to spread. Shocking. The U.S. government, what are they up to? They're abandoning the TikTok sell-off plan. We've got Instagram limiting the reach of reposts from TikTok. Instagram teasing multi-participant live video chats. And then finally, ShopPay is expanded to Facebook and Instagram. Really awesome. Really exciting. Let's dive in. Rumors of Facebook Clubhouse clone spread. This is not surprising to anybody who has watched Facebook's acquisition plan over the last decade and a half. They see something out there, they see people gravitating towards it, and they're like, we want it. So according to a bunch of reports, uh, they have put energy and staff time towards building a a duplicative product that mirrors Clubhouse, the popular audio app that is still in closed beta where you have to get an invite to be a part of it, but has taken the world by storm. Very interesting to see this. Um, You know, it'll be fascinating to see what their version of it is. Uh, Rather than go the acquisition route, they're going to go the, we're going to build it ourselves route. The great thing about Clubhouse and why it has been so powerful is that you could go on and find communities that are like you and hear what they're talking about and dive right on it and be a part of it. You could be called up on stage to talk to people who are experts in a space that you're interested in. It'll be very interesting to see if Facebook can actually mirror that. Amanda, Beth, what do you think? I think they can probably mirror it from a technology and um, ability perspective. What I think is so interesting about new platforms is it's, it's like going to a party you've never been to before and you don't know who's going to be there and there's a new audience and there's a new vibe and there's, and that fosters a different type of behavior and conversation. Even if Facebook does this, it's, I feel like there's just such a set behavior and a way of communicating on Facebook that we'll see come through in these platforms. So I don't know. I think they can do it. It probably won't be as good. In the least surprising news ever, Facebook copied a successful app. No, I think also what's interesting is is this is obviously one feature and you know a couple of apps that we're talking about. But overall, it kind of makes you think about this future that we're moving towards. That's very audio centric. You know, smart devices, people using you know voice notes and dictation, podcast boom, still booming. All those pieces that are kind of moving us towards like a very like hands-free world for brands. I think that it's just interesting to think about how, how are you showing up when there's not a visual in front of your consumer? Like what's your sonic branding? What do you sound like? 
some some food for thought for a lot of brands. We have been talking about sonic branding and and the the strategy of sound and audio only for quite some time. Um, there was we did a discussion about Clubhouse on Clubhouse with our friends at Social Media Week, um, now Ad Week, which was a pretty interesting discussion. I would say you should all go listen to it, but you can't record it, so you weren't there. You missed it. But we talked about how this is really the next frontier, and we're already at the stage where clients are like, what's my Clubhouse strategy? How are we getting on Clubhouse? Uh, still invite only. Still working the, the kinks out of it a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see when it goes mass market. Uh, does it become the next Twitter or does it become Meerkat? Like what? Like it's going to hit that fork in the road where it's going to become one or the other. I do think brands should start to be thinking about what are the topics that they can actually talk about? What's their brand purpose and how does that translate to being in the right rooms and having the right dialogue and bringing the right expertise to bear? Um, so what does that mean in terms of like Facebook? I just think. It's more about the success of Clubhouse than it is about what Facebook's going to do with it. Um, all right. Well, if you remember, in the summer, leading up to the election, there was a group of awesome TikTokers who trolled President Trump's rally, and it led to an epic legal and governmental battle about uh, TikTok's place in the U.S. and the possible need to sell the U.S. operation to another company here. So. Uh, we have an update there, and Amanda's going to give it to you. An update. TikTok. It is not being banned. That's the update. Now that we have a new administration, Kenny did a great job recapping. Thank you. But now that we have a new administration, um, President Biden released a statement that basically he's pushing back any decisions to be made on whether the app needs to be sold, as Trump had originally stated, um, and mentioning that they need to do a little bit of of research basically to see if there's a security threat there or not. And they're using the language around like delaying and, and pushing back the decision, but it does sound like this will just kind of fall away into this much larger assessment of how Chinese apps and other software is gathering data in the U S. So while it's pending, um, the TikTok won't be shut down by the government. Thank God. And it's a little bit back to square one to decide if, you know, the Walmart Oracle deal will go through, if they'll be part of a larger deal. Um, so TBD, exactly what that means for them. But right now, what this means is nothing's being forced. They don't have to sell TikTok in order to keep it alive in the States. So, you know, a couple of things that this means for brands, you know, there was a little bit of a frenzy last year. Do advertisers stay on TikTok? Do they not? Do we, what do we do? So I think this is a lesson in the long game, you know, not every kind of bump in the road needs to be super telling and taken incredibly dramatically. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about my mom always saying, don't count your chickens before they hatch. I think it's like it. I'm glad that at least the brands that I work with didn't take this to the point where they abandoned TikTok as part of their approach. Um, and honestly, I'm not super surprised, but I do think we still have more to watch. If you go back and listen to our pods from the summer, I will tell you that this is what we've been saying all along. Be patient. Don't overreact. See which way the wind blows. Drive your strategy accordingly, but understand the channel purpose within your ecosystem always and forever. With that being said, I 
adore sharing TikToks to my Instagram stories. If anyone follows me on Instagram, you will see like once a week, I'll go down the TikTok rabbit hole and I'll share a bunch of TikToks. But there's a story now about how Instagram is actually limiting the reach of those reposts. So Beth, what's happening there? And am I going to be pissed? Yeah. So while you adore it, Instagram does not adore it when you do this. Um, so I think their, their attempt to combat this behavior is they are going to limit the reach of reposts. And, um, you know, there was some, I guess, breadcrumbs that they didn't appreciate this kind of behavior when they launched reels. They, they had a list of do's and then do nots. And one of the do's was do share original and authentic content created with the Reels camera, and one of their do-nots was do not um, post a Reel that is visibly recycled from other apps. So, you know, it's not super surprising, um, but it's it's really just a, a more aggressive, I guess, way to say if you're going to do or do this and repost TikTok videos and engage in this behavior, there will be consequences in, in terms of how many people actually get to see your content. First of all, boo. <laughs> Second of all, like, there's two types of channels out there. There are the ones that embrace and amplify, and there are the ones that fight and close the door. You can make your own judgment of which is which. But like, th this idea, this is human behavior. It's great. It, it, I don't. I don't understand this need to feel like you have to wall the garden. Like it just doesn't feel right to me. But I don't know. Like, like if I'm if I'm Frank's Red Hot, right, and I'm trying to build a, a TikTok following, and I create awesome TikToks, and then I want to share them over on my Instagram handle, which has significantly more followers, to like introduce my fans to this thing. Like, great. Like we should, should be able to do that. No. It's also a sign that people are, you know, recording them and watching them on TikTok and then bringing them to Instagram. So for Instagram to take away like a big chunk of content or like reduce a big chunk of content, that's what people want. It's, it's, they're going to just go to TikTok. They're not going to continue scrolling through Instagram if they're not seeing this content that we all love as much. It's not the smartest. It's not. You, so, yeah. so it's, we create, you created a product, people like it. We're annoyed that you created the product, so we're going to create a competitor product. People are excited about the first product, so they share it on our product, and now we're annoyed, so we're going to limit how much of it you see, so you're forced to use our thing. Sounds like a recipe for success. Yeah, it assumes a lot of like adoption behavior that I'd be interesting to or interested to see. Like, if you force the choice, do consumers go to TikTok or Instagram? I think they're hoping they can have the like Snapchat effect that happened with stories where it was easy because it was in the same platform, but it's a bummer. And I, I agree with you, Ken, uh, Kenny. I don't know that it's the wisest strategic business decision, but what do I know? Also a missive from our production booth. Uh, Joey reminded me, people share tweets on Instagram stories and Instagram all the time. You don't see them. You don't see like Instagram being like, boo you Twitter. Like, yeah. It really shows their cards about like kind of how insecure they are about the the com their competitor, 
you know? And also, if people are using the other platforms, they enjoy the creation process on them more. So maybe, and maybe Instagram should improve their creation process and then they would get some of those. There's things that they can do to make people use the platform. There's a lot of what we're talking about and this isn't one of them. <laughs> do better. I just want TikTok creators to take the videos that they're making, make them on reels, but put a TikTok watermark in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like too good. All right, let's keep rolling here. Uh, Amanda, Instagram tease multi-participant live video chats. What's happening? Exciting. A lot of live stream talk today, but now we're talking about video live stream. So Instagram announced that they're going to be releasing the ability to go live with multiple participants. It's unclear if you can have up to four or five. It's a slightly contradicting statement. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, they'll be rolling this out. They beta tested this in India, I think, a few months ago, um, where live streaming on Instagram is incredibly popular. So it sounds like they're feeling good about the functionality, and they'll be adding it to other markets. So in the same vein of what we we're just talking about, you know, this is going to be interesting to see how people go live together and how that, you know, content is consumed on the platform. I do wish that they would improve some more of the experience of live before they add new features. I think it's a little clunky. There's chat moving over the video. It's kind of like a hard dimension to work in. So, you know, while this will be interesting, I think they have a lot of improvement to make IG Live the destination that they want it to be. Um, but this could be this could be on the way. By the way, if they just figure this out, they won't have a very far leap to go to do the clubhouse thing too. Like they're not so dissimilar to one another. Also, if you ever want to see a social media person struggle using social media, watch me trying to remove comments from an IG Live video. I'm like, you can't see me now, but Beth and Amanda and Joey can. I'm like swiping and moving and tapping and holding and it's like nothing's working and i'm trying like every apple shortcut to get rid of it and it just never works so it's like it's really special um i do love this i remember when we did distance dance we were trying to find a way to do a multi-person live stream um i know that there are third parties out there who are able to create a multi-party live stream and then feed it in as a single video unit Um, So it'll be nice to see the creator tools that Instagram decides to push out to support this. Um, And it'll make for great content. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I think it will force them to continue to evolve the product. So is it just me and Joey chime in? Or does this seem like it could also kind of compete with like podcasts where you can visually watch but hear people have conversations? We're moving there. The thing that I find interesting is the intersection of kind of these audio conversations, podcasts, live streaming. It's all in the same space, really. And it really depends on like what kind of content you're making. I think the other takeaway, too, is like you have to make content for the platform it's going to be pushed out on, whether it's IG Live or it's Clubhouse or it's Periscope or it's Twitch or it's YouTube or it's streaming a game, whatever it may be. Like if it's not built now that all these are kind of becoming different functionalities, if it's not built to that, you don't really have like this enjoyable, engaging experience. What do you think, Joey? You were name checked. I was name checked. Hello. Uh, welcome to the pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that um, podcasting and um, and Clubhouse, while they do have a lot of overlap in you know, maybe it's just because I'm on. I'm seeing a lot of podcast rooms on um, on Clubhouse. I do feel like 
they still have their, they do have a separate space. And I don't think that Clubhouse is going to interfere too much with the podcast market. I think everything interferes with the podcast market, right? I could consume a podcast. I could watch Netflix. I could go on Clubhouse. I could do anything. So I think Clubhouse is just another thing. But I think a smart podcaster will use Clubhouse to help promote their podcast and help use it as another promotion tool the same way they would use Instagram, the same way they would use Twitter. Um, and I think that goes for all marketers as well. Using Clubhouse as to, to their advantage to help promote whatever it is their product is. And in the case of podcasting, their product would be the podcast. That actually is a really good point, Joey, because obviously we're all inside. So we our time is the same. Like we can either consume content on demand, we can consume it, you know, recorded or edited. Eventually we're going to be on the go, we're gonna be traveling, we're gonna be commuting, we're gonna be on the train in the car, et cetera. You know, I'm curious to see how that's going to impact some of these more live conversations and content. Like if I wanna hear a clubhouse talk, but I'm underground on a train at the time, I'm not ever going to be able to hear it because you can't record it. You can't go back and listen to it. So same with IG Live. You know, they are recorded and, and posted afterwards if the person wants to. But it very much will become a world that needs to have that functionality in mind once we all once we all eventually leave our homes, hopefully that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think we've said it before, but, you know, the us all being in our homes and the pandemic is sort of like the perfect case study for social for a lot of these social media platforms, especially ones that are very active and engaging like uh, Clubhouse. But I think, you know, maybe we'll see and TikTok too. But I think we'll see a bit of a flip too. whenever, you know, we're, we're through the pandemic. I'd be interested to see how things like TikTok are performing and how Clubhouse is performing um, versus Instagram, which is very much about experiences and um and being out in the world. So it will be, it'll be interesting. I mean, it was interesting coming into the pandemic and it'll be interesting coming out of it. I'm so glad I name dropped you. That was awesome. Joey, that was enlightening. And it's not shocking coming from you as our intrepid producer in the booth. Uh, so at the time of this recording, we've had a busy post-holiday week. We're getting ready for the weekend, uh, moving in to, you know, hear what's up. So we're going to end with a simple one. And it's all about shop pay being expanded to Facebook and Instagram. So Beth, take us home. This is truly a button um, at the end of this podcast. So shop pay has expanded to Facebook and Instagram. That's the story. That's really the story. Now anyone on Facebook and Instagram can pay using shop pay. Shop pay is great. Um, they have a really great convenient order tracking and management system. They're fast, they're secure. They, they can boast about um, reducing carbon emissions on every delivery because of their efficiency. So it's a great, great product. Now it's on Facebook and Instagram. All good. Four things, four things in a button. Uh, that's how it works. Um, all right, everyone. Well, duplicative products. The end of government hostile takeovers, limiting things that shouldn't be limited, teasing new products in fun ways, and just cool product updates. It's a real nice mix here on The Five Things. We are so glad that you were able to join us. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow for our conversation around the COVID vaccine in the Black community for Black History Month. We are always grateful for your listening. 
And we just want to remind you, if there's anything, anything at all that you want to tell us, you can email us at podcasts at gray.com. We hope that you are continuing to, as always, stay safe, stay smart, stay social. The Five Things are written and researched by Andrew Patti and Grace McDougall. Produced by Joey Scarillo and Danielle Hunt. Mixed at Gramercy Park Studios. Additional support by John Jenkinson and Christina Hyde. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Check out more at gray.com.